The Productive Woman, Episode 198. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thanks so much for joining me. In this episode, we'll be talking about some questions we can ask ourselves at mid-year to make sure we're on track for making a life that matters this year. You'll find more information and links in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 198. And be sure to listen to the end of this episode for a little bit of information about a giveaway I'm doing this month. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks. FreshBooks is offering a 30-day free trial to the Productive Woman listeners. So what is FreshBooks all about? Well, let's think about this. Track your hours, format the estimate, work out taxes, capture your expenses, chase that late payment, prepare the invoice, submit the proposal. Welcome to the worst part of being a freelancer or a small business owner, otherwise known as the paperwork. The good news is that our friends at FreshBooks have created ridiculously easy cloud accounting software for freelancers and small business entrepreneurs that turns tackling those time-sucking, never-ending tasks into no big thing. You can send a polished invoice in 30 seconds. You can set yourself up to get paid online in two clicks, and you can manage your expenses by taking pictures of receipts from your phone. Oh, and if you need to whip up a quick proposal to land the gig, FreshBooks has you covered. Now you can include an outline of your project, a scope of work, and a timeline as part of your estimate. No more switching software, no more fussing over style and formatting, and most important, no more wasting your precious time. You can get back to doing the parts of your business that you actually love, the reason you got into that business in the first place. So if you're a freelancer, an entrepreneur, a small business owner who listens to the show, uh, to find out all the ways FreshBooks will transform how you deal with your paperwork, go to freshbooks.com slash TPW and enter the productive woman in the how did you hear about us section and give that 30-day free trial, a, run it through its paces and see how FreshBooks can help you out. All right, this episode is in July. And I've been talking about this coming up for months. July is a big deal to me in a lot of ways. Uh, If you've listened to this show for very long, you know milestones are important to me. Among other things, they're a great time to pause and think, to reassess and recalibrate. And July has several milestones. I mean, obviously, it's, um, you know, Independence Day for the United States, and I'm kind of a patriot, so that's an important holiday in my mind. But there are more personal milestones hitting this month. There are a couple of family anniversaries, wedding anniversaries of my kids. There's a birthday of one of my grandkids. And as I've mentioned in some previous episodes, this month is when the productive woman turns four years old. I have been producing this podcast for four years now, which is just mind-blowing to me. And on top of that, in a couple of weeks, we'll be releasing episode 200. I honestly could not have imagined 
I, I mean, I truly did not imagine when I went into my walk-in closet back in um, 2014 to record episode zero uh, that I would still be sitting here 200 episodes later, but there it is. On top of that, it's uh, we are now into the second half of the year. We're halfway through 2018, and to me, as always, that's a great time to do some thinking. Anytime we hit one of these milestones, I get a little bit thoughtful, a little bit reflective about, okay, what's got us to where we are now? Where do we want to go next? And mid-year, to me, is a great time to do some of that kind of thinking. Now, if you want to do a full-on mid-year review, which which I recommend, I, I certainly encourage people to do that, and we, we've discussed a process for doing doing a mid-year review clear back in episode 95, and that's still valid. There's some great tips and kind of a a step-by-step process for doing that. So check out episode 95 if you want some ideas for doing a mid-year review. But maybe you just want to do a quick assessment. Maybe you don't want to do the whole process of of a mid-year review, and yet you might want to consider just some a little bit of look back, look forward kind of thing. So to do a quicker assessment of the year so far, you know, sit down with a notebook or your computer, your your iPad or whatever, and a cold beverage or a warm one if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, and consider some of these, some questions that I'm going to offer in this episode, plan some next actions for the second half of the year. And you know, again, this, this, I'm thinking of this in terms of mid-year because we are just getting into July as I'm recording this. It is literally the first of July. So we've just stepped into the second half of the year. But I think this process, these questions would be valid when any other milestones come up. If you want to do a little bit of review, reevaluate, reassess kind of thing. So maybe on your birthday or uh, with respect to your relationships on an anniversary, are you going to be retiring? You want to give some thought to you know the past years and what's coming up next? I think any time is a good time to pause and ask ourselves questions like I'm going to propose in this episode. And so all I've got here are six questions and maybe some sub-questions that go with them to ask yourself. And I encourage you to do that little process. Sit down with a snack and something to drink or whatever and ask yourself these questions. So number one would be, what are two or three highlights for you from the first half of the year? Now, I think it's important to look for ways to improve both our performance, our environment, all those things. But I think still it's more important or it's best to start from a positive perspective. So instead of sitting down and thinking about what's gone wrong, what do we want to change? How can I do better? Let's start from that positive point of view. And what are a couple of the things that stand out to you as highlights of the first half of the year? What good things have happened in the past six months, whether they are events you were part of or accomplishments of your own or just anything that made a good memory for you? Write those down. 
You know, look back at the, and if you're like me, you know, and are, you're doing good to remember what happened last week, uh, it might be helpful to pull out your calendar and look back over the last six months to remind yourself, what well, what actually did I do? What events happened? Did I go somewhere? Did I accomplish something? Uh, and remind yourself of what what you actually did and, and write down two or three highlights, good memories, things that you want to think about. And then ask yourself, why are those things highlights? Why do those pop into your mind as, as high points of the last six months? How do you feel when you think about each of them? And then kind of for a next step, what can you do tomorrow, today, next week to feel that way again soon? So for instance, for me, the first thing that came to mind as I was, and I haven't done this process sort of formally, but as I was kind of formulating this episode and thinking about what are the questions I want to ponder at this midway point of the year, uh, the highlights, the first highlight that came to my mind was um, or is the the birth of of my latest, my newest grandchild, our grandson Milo. He, I, that was in Reno. I think I talked about it. Uh, I might have talked about it in the last episode, but he is our eighth grandchild, our fourth grandson, and he was born to our middle son and his wife. And I was there. I wasn't in the room when he was born because it was uh, by cesarean section. And so they, you know, they did that without me. But I was there at the hospital and got to see him shortly after birth and spend a couple weeks there with them. And uh, it was definitely a highlight for me. Why is it a highlight? Well, obviously, our family has grown. He's an adorable little boy. I'm so happy for my son and his wife as they are starting on this new journey as parents. And, um, you know, it's just, it's kind of, that's one of those that it's obvious why it's a highlight. And I'm just so thrilled that I got to be there for those early days. Uh, how do I feel when I think about it? I feel, I, I don't know, it, it it warms my heart. I feel proud of my son and, and his wife. I feel a lot of love and a, a real connection because I was there when all that was happening. So those are some of the feelings that come to mind. And I, you know, I didn't think about this far enough ahead. Uh, I didn't think about what I wanted to say about this as I was planning the episode. I maybe should have. But those are the the feelings that come to mind. And so the question then being, what can you do to feel that way again soon? Well, I mean, obviously, since none of my kids are pregnant, I can't have a new grandchild. But I can certainly give some thought to um, ways that I can feel that connection, that family connection, and that that pride in my kids, and and that just that closeness that I felt. And so I'll be f- looking for ways to do that in the coming weeks and months. To uh, because I like feeling that way, so that was one of my highlights. Others, other highlights in the first half of the year, um, you know, what came to mind are attending the writers' conference at Mount Hermon in California. I got to catch up with some writer friends, learn some things, and I got to meet with and get advice and ideas from a couple of very smart, very encouraging literary agents. So that was a big highlight. Um, another one was a trip to California with my husband, Mike, to attend a meeting of a legal organization I belong to. And that was, uh, you know, it was just a great time for us to get away. I had to, 
of course, attend the meetings, but Mike and I had time to enjoy the California sunshine and, and you know, do a little bit of touristy stuff and just hang out together, which we don't get to do as often. We're both, you know, working hard and busy. And uh, the other one that came to mind was a writer's retreat I recently attended in Minnesota. I enjoyed a relaxing couple of days in the company of writer friends I enjoy and, and got to make some progress on the book proposal that I'm working on. So those are some highlights for me. I encourage you to think about what are some of the highlights that you've experienced in the first half of this year? Uh, why Think about why they're highlights for you, how you feel when you think about each of them, and what you can do to feel that way again soon. So that's number one. What are two or three highlights from the first half of the year? The second question that we can, uh, that I encourage you to ask yourself at this midpoint in the year is what am I doing with my time? And I would really encourage you to track it for a day or even a week. We are not good as, as human beings. We are not good at realistically and objectively remembering what we spend our time on. We tend to underestimate how much time we spend on you know, things like TV and social media and, and and just puttering and maybe overestimate how much productive work we actually do. And the only way to really get a good sense of it is to keep track of it for a period of time. And that lets us evaluate it. And so you can do that any number of ways. If you want to do it uh, by paper and pen, and that may be the simplest way to get it done, then just grab a notebook and jot down as the day goes on what you were doing and how much time you spent on it. Uh, if you want to, an, another way to do it by paper and pen is to create a chart and that kind of covers the, all the hours of the week. And I've got one that I've used, and I'll put a link in the show notes to a, a free downloadable chart. Uh, I'll just put it in the show notes for this episode. You can download it for free as kind of a PDF and, um, and, and use that to track your time for the week. I'll also put it on the resources page of the website. So feel free to use that if it's uh, helpful to you. You don't even have to give me your email address. It'll just let you open it up and download it, print a copy. Uh, if you prefer to do it digitally, you can use an app. There are plenty of different apps that will help you keep track of how you're spending your time. Uh, something as simple as the Notes app or something like that on your phone or Evernote, if you have it on your phone, uh, there are uh, where you can just do what you would do if you were using paper and just jot a quick note of, of what you were doing and kind of when you started, when you ended. Um, there are, as I said, apps you can use, install on your computer, your phone that will actually track this stuff for you. I have Rescue Time installed on my Mac. It um, when it's activated, it basically tracks whatever I'm doing while I'm working at my computer. It knows what apps I'm in, what websites I'm on, tracks all of that, and kind of sorts it out into uh, reports that I can look at to uh, to see what I was doing throughout the day. And then it also allows me to manually enter what I was doing when I'm away from my computer. And so that can be a really useful tool to help you figure out what you're actually doing, not just what you think you're doing. There is an app called A Time Logger 2 that you can use for tracking your time. I have it installed on my iPhone. I, I have to confess, I haven't used it very much, but it's, it has come highly recommended by other people that I respect. So that might be worth checking out. 
And for other apps, if you're looking for something that will help you kind of automate keeping track of what you're doing, uh, there's a HubSpot article on the 13 best time tracking apps of 2018 that lists both paid and free options. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes. But also, if you just Google tools for tracking your time, you'll find several articles that evaluate the different apps that help you track your time. I this goes back to something I've talked about in the past about the first step of of really being truly productive is awareness of what it is you're actually doing. And w- so I think this is such a great exercise to do a few times a year. The you know, beginning of the year, the middle of the year is another great time to just track for a day or two or even a week what you're doing during your waking hours. And then sit down and look at that um, to to maybe boost it or to to flesh that out a little bit. Look at your calendar for the past month or two. What appointments did you have? How, you know, where were you? What were you doing? Uh, look at your to-do list for the past week or two and just really get a good sense of how you're using your time. And then the, the, the question to ask yourself, kind of a sub-question of this is, are you happy with that? Once you've tracked it, once you've evaluated your calendar, your to-do list, all of this, are you happy with how you're spending your time? It's not a matter of comparing it to anybody else. It's not a matter of what anybody else's opinion uh, is of what you're doing with your time. Really, the question at this point is, are you happy with it? What is your overall feeling most of the time? Are you generally content with the way your days go? Are you satisfied with, with the way you're spending your time? Do you feel anxious a lot? Do you feel stressed a lot? Do you, you feel frustrated a lot? What, how are you feeling from day to day with kind of how you're using your time? If you're not happy with that, what would you like to change? Or to put it another way, what needs to change in your daily use of time in order to feel the way you want to feel? If you want to feel peaceful, but instead your days feel frantic, what needs to change? Or if you want to feel, um, you know, like you're accomplishing a lot, but you feel like you're not, what needs to change? Uh, I mean, if the question is what needs to change in your daily use of time in order to feel the way you want to feel, I do want to give a hint. It's what needs to change isn't about somebody else's actions. How we feel is a result of what we think. And so the question is, what are you, you know, what are you thinking about? If you don't like the way you're feeling about your use of time, dig a little deeper. What are you thinking about it? Do you think you're doing it wrong? Do you think you should be doing something else? Do you think, uh, you know, somebody else should be doing something else? Think, you know, give some thought to your thoughts um, and really consider what, you could change? Is there a different way you could look at uh, the way your days are going that would make you feel differently? But, uh, you know, the the sub-question here really is, if you're not happy with how you're spending your time, what would you like to change? What's important to you that's not reflected in your time tracking chart? Are you spending more time on social media or TV than you feel good about? Are you working more than you want to, or maybe spending less time with someone you love? Are your days too full to fit in time for 
something else that's important to you, your art or your spiritual growth or your participation in the community or reading a good book or sleep, if there's something that's important to you that's not reflected in that time tracking chart that you've done or the list or whatever whatever option you choose, how would you like to change that? What is one small step you could take today to get your time use more in alignment with your values and priorities? And I'm, you know, as I'm saying this, I, I feel like some of you may be saying, oh, it's impossible. I can't do anything about it. I have to work long hours and I can't change that. Or, you know, all my time goes to my small children or my elderly relative and there's nowhere to put time for, you know, working on my art or, you know, getting a nap. And I get that. I understand. I have for the last 20 years had an incredibly demanding career that sometimes bleeds over into my weekends and that may, I have at times felt like I can't do any of the things that matter, really matter to me because I just have to work all the time. I would encourage you to really think about that. At the end of the day, we do have a choice. We do have um, the ability to make choices that will bring our days more in alignment with how with with what we value most. And I'm not proposing huge changes. Uh, what I'm asking you to consider is what is one small step that you could take? What is one small thing if you want if you're an artist who never has time to paint? What could you do today to start working in the direction of making time for that? Maybe it's just gather your art supplies and put them somewhere you know, where you can get at them when you have a a minute, you know, and then the next step would be to find 15 minutes to paint or whatever. But I, I, again, I'm not asking you to, to consider completely overhauling your life and changing everything today. I'm saying consider some small thing you could do that would move you in the direction that you'd like to go to where your days are more reflective of what you want. Now, if you're happy with how you're using your time, then none of this applies to you. Just celebrate that. Be happy, uh, you know, that your your days are in alignment with what you value. Uh, but either way, you don't know unless you ask yourself that question, unless you really evaluate and know exactly what you're doing with your time. So that is why that's the second question. What am I doing with my time right now? The third question is, to ask yourself at this time, mid-year time of life of, of the year, what progress have I made on the goals I set for myself this year? So this is this is a chance to take a minute, look back at those goals that you set at the beginning of the year. Hopefully you wrote them down or you posted them somewhere. Look at all areas, professional, personal, physical, you know, your health, health, goals, relationships, wherever you've set goals, look at all of those and ask yourself, what progress have I made on those? So for instance, for me, one of my goals for this year has been, you know, generally speaking, to to focus more, to, to get healthier, more fit, and to get to a healthier weight. And I started out really strong this year on my fitness and health. I was working, I had, had for months, working out daily, not eating sugar, um, 
and was feeling healthier and stronger, lost some weight, which is kind of a, a nice by, byproduct of that. Uh, but I have to confess, looking back, I lost some ground over the past month because I kind of fell out of my regular routine while traveling. So, um, you know, I, I made progress, but not as much as I'd like to. So that's one area, one goal that I had that I've kind of looked at. Um, so when you've looked at what progress you've made, then the next question is, how do I feel about that? You know, am I crushing it? Am I, you know, running on all cylinders and really making great progress on my goals? That is awesome. Pat yourself on the back for the things you have accomplished, for the progress you have made. Um, have you, you know, as you look at that, would you say, you've, you know, I've made progress on some, but I, you know, I didn't make really much progress on this goal or this goal, but I'm okay with that because I kind of redirected my, my energy elsewhere. I'm making progress there. That's great too. It is okay to decide not to do something to, uh, you know, to decide not to pursue a goal that you've set for yourself because you're, your interest has changed or your circumstances have changed and you've kind of pivoted a little bit, redirected and gone a, a different direction instead of where you thought you would at the beginning of the year. That's perfectly okay. We change over time. Our circumstances change. It can, and that can happen very quickly. And so it's okay as long as you feel okay about it. Do you feel disappointed that you haven't made the progress that you would like to have made on certain goals? Okay, that's all right. What are you what are you going to do about it? Cuz that's really the question. What action are you going to take now to change that? If if this is a goal you act, you still want to pursue, what are you going to do to change and start making progress on it? That's something to really give thought to. Now, what if you didn't set any goals at the beginning of the year? And so you can't really ask yourself what progress you've made on them because you didn't set any. It's not too late. You can set goals now for the remainder of the year. Uh, your year can start whenever you want it to. And in episode five, we shared a step-by-step -step process for setting goals. And we've talked about goal setting and accomplishing goals in, in various different Episode. So if you go to the website at theproductivewoman.com and there's a search bar kind of over on the right hand side, if you just, you know, search for goals, a list of episodes will come up where we've talked about that. But like I said, episode five has that step by step process. Episode 126 was part of our Dream to Done series. And that uh, that talked about turning a dream to a goal. So there, maybe you can find some some encouragement, some inspiration, some ideas in one of those episodes. I encourage you to dream big, but set your goals realistically. Don't try to do a major life overhaul in the last half of the year. That's not what I'm saying. That we should all you know make a long list of goals and just start working on them every day. I. I I just don't think that's realistic for a lot of us. But what's that one thing, or maybe, you know, those two or three things that have really been on your mind for the last month or so that, oh, I wanted to do this thing and I haven't made progress. What can you do to start moving forward in that? Again, what's some small step you can take today and tomorrow, and then the next day to move in the direction of accomplishing whatever that is. 
All right, so that was number three. So, um, you know, number one is what are two or three highlights from the first half of the year? Number two is what am I doing with my time? Number three is what progress have I made on my goal, on the goals I set for myself this year? Number four is kind of tied to that, um, but now it's looking forward. What is one thing, just one thing that I would like to accomplish by the end of this year? And you're going to know what that is. Something's going to pop to your minds that you've been thinking about and maybe not taken any action on yet. But what is one thing you would really like to accomplish by the end of this year? Is And, you know, in whatever area of your life that might apply, it might be a work project. There's something there at work that you really want to get done this year. Uh, maybe it's a fitness challenge. It could be a home project, a, a, a place in, a space in your home you'd like to get reorganized or redecorated or whatever. It might be, you know, a piece of art you want to finish, a book you want to write. Maybe it's a vacation. Maybe one thing you'd like to accomplish by the end of this year is just to get a couple days off. Whatever it is, the next piece of this question is what needs to happen in order to accomplish that? Okay, take a minute with your notebook, your computer, whatever, and list the steps, what you know, and the questions you might have about how to accomplish it. Don't worry about putting them in order. This is just a time to brainstorm what has to happen in order for me to accomplish X, whatever your, you know, your thing is that you have in mind. What resources do you need in order to accomplish it? What tools maybe do you need to, and by tools, I mean, an app, uh, you know, a notebook, um, literal tools, you know, a hammer. What things do you need? Resources do you need? Do you need tools? Do you need help, you know, from people? Do you need information or knowledge? And how can you get those things? Just list all that out. Not going to do anything about it right this second, but make that list and then pick one of them to do something about tomorrow or today. Question number five is who do I need to thank? I just think it's really important that we take time to thank the people who have supported us, encouraged us, helped us out, lightened our load in in some way, contributed to our life. I th- it's so often we think about it, but don't remember to say it. Whether it's thank you to the you know the person at the store who helped you find the thing you were looking for or solve a problem that you had with something you needed to return whether it's someone in your household or someone at work, a client, a colleague, a friend, a family member who has helped lift your load a little bit or encouraged you or brightened your day or done something tangible in some way to make your life better in the first half of the year, find that person and thank them. Uh, you know, I, I try to remember to do that from one day to the next, but it's just so easy to to think about how much you appreciate somebody and not take the time to actually say it. And whether it's you call them up or you sit down with them face to face and thank them, write them a, you know, a, a, a note and send it through the mail. Imagine that if you can find a stamp. Um but actually to thank those people. You know, there are tons of people that are in my life. Today, I, I as I was writing the, or putting the outline together for this, you know, I, I, I thought of my husband, Mike. I always need to thank him. for He has been for, you know, over 39 years now, 
just such a constant support to me and an encouragement for me in the crazy things that I come up with. He's been so patient with the goofy ideas that I have for projects around the house or, you know, this podcast or whatever. And so I, I, I need to remember to express my appreciation, to thank him for just being there and helping me feel like, yeah, I can do this thing. Um, you know, another person that has come to mind that that I need to thank is my assistant, Sarah. She's been such a huge help to me with the show notes for the, the podcast episodes, with other things that I've asked her to do, that she's just had such a great attitude and always been so helpful in helping me do the things that I'm trying to do with the Productive Woman the podcast, the community in general. And I, I also need to thank Emily, who pitched in to help over the last few weeks uh, while Sarah's been out on maternity leave. She recently gave birth to her second baby, who is an adorable little boy, who coincidentally was born on the same day as my new grandson, Milo. So I just thought that was awesome. So those are a couple of people that I need to thank for help in the past six months. And certainly you. I am so grateful to the Productive Woman listeners for for being a part of this community. I've received some amazing emails over the last few weeks that I'm so uh, so honored to receive and so grateful to know that what I'm doing here is making a difference because you all certainly make a difference to me. Uh, you know, four years of doing this, I could not have dreamed four years ago of the community that has grown up around the productive woman and the the women that I've gotten to meet and some great guys too in the podcasting community and among the listeners. Um, you know who you are and I'm grateful for the guys too. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but it's been such a an amazing thing for me uh, to have w- women around the world as part of my life now, who welcome me into their home, into their life, into their ears, and are part of what I'm doing here. So thank you for that. Uh, so anyway, that's the fifth question. Who do you who do you need to thank for things that have happened in the past six months? And another version of this question uh, popped up in uh, episode 87 of The Productive Woman, an episode called 13 Questions to Improve Your Productivity. And one of the questions that that I suggested there is still relevant here. Who is someone important to me that I haven't spent time with lately? If there's someone in your life that you, you know, that is important to you, but, you know, days get busy and time goes by and you, you just haven't spent time with them, what can you do to maybe schedule some time with that person? in the very near future. So that's number five. And the last question, number six, is kind of an important follow-up to all the previous ones. And that's this, what action will I take on the things I've learned considering these questions? As we've talked about the five questions before this one, uh, the the um, what are the two or three highlights of the first six months of the year? What am I doing with my time? Uh, what progress have I made on the goals I set for myself this year? What's one thing I'd like to accomplish by the end of the year? And who do I need to thank? 
the, the sixth question, the follow-up to those questions is what action am I going to take? Now that I've thought through those other questions and all the other things we've talked about, what am I going to do with all of that? I encourage you to pick one small thing and put it on your to-do list or calendar and then do it today if possible, if not today, tomorrow, or very, very soon. Uh, and so those are my six questions that I thought of for a kind of a quick mid-year recalibration, reevaluation. There are some other great questions in episode 87 that I mentioned just a minute ago. If you want some other things to do, a little alone time, a little evaluation time. And I encourage you to check that out as well. But what do you think? Did any of these questions spark thoughts for you about the how the first year half of the year is gone and what you want to do with the second half of the year? Are there other questions that you ask yourself at milestone moments that you could share with us in the community? I would love to hear from you. You can share your questions or your thoughts about this episode in the comment section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find by going to theproductivewoman.com slash 198. Or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page or in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, if you're a part of that. Uh, And if you're not, feel free to join us there. If you're a woman who listens to this show, you are welcome in that community. Uh, You can go to theproductivewoman.com slash group, and that will take you right to it. And you can click on the join button. Be sure to answer the little questions there. So I know you're a real person, uh, and I'll be happy to welcome you into the group. If you want to share your thoughts with me privately about what we've talked about in this episode, you can always email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. I love to hear from you, and I will answer you just as quickly as I can. If you've enjoyed this episode or, you know, all of them as we're celebrating four years and almost 200 episodes of The Productive Woman, I would love it if you would help spread the word and help grow the community. Tell a friend about The Productive Woman podcast. Show them how to subscribe right there on their phone or on their computer and and start listening to the show, downloading those episodes and and becoming part of the conversation. You can share this episode or, or any episode really right from the Productive Woman episode by using the social sharing buttons there. So on the page for each episode, you'll find buttons that will allow you to share the episode to your Facebook profile, to your Twitter feed, to, you know, various places like that. And let folks know you can even email an episode if you have a friend you think would particularly enjoy this episode or or any of, you know, any particular episode, um, you can just click that share by email button and, and send them the link. And I would appreciate it if you do that. Uh, one quick thing I didn't mention, I haven't mentioned this, I don't think on the show before, uh, but one of the questions I have been asking myself leading up to this milestone month of July, 2018 is how can I thank the amazing women in the productive woman community? And the, one of the answers that I came up with is a giveaway. I announced it in my June newsletter and in my July newsletter, 
Um, so if you're on the newsletter mailing list and you actually read it when it came in, uh, then you've heard about this. If you're in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, you might have seen the post there where I mentioned the giveaway. This is open to women who listen to the podcast, no matter what country you're in. Uh, and the giveaway is at the end of July, I'm going to be giving away a fun gift box filled with some of my favorite things many of them that you've heard me mention on the show. And so uh, if you think about some of the things that I've talked about that I enjoy using myself, then you'll probably see, uh, you, you can probably guess some of the kinds of things. If you think about bullet journaling and how much I enjoy that, or maybe the, um, they've been a former sponsor of the show, but uh, certain candles that I like to burn to help me focus and some things like that. You're going to find some really fun things in that box. And I'm going to be giving that away at the end of July as a little bit of a thank you to my community for being part of the community and helping make the past four years so amazing for me. So jump into the Facebook group for information on how to enter and uh, I'd be happy to <laughs> add you to the list of those who enter. If, if you're a woman who listens to the show, you are welcome. Uh, I think that's it. I want to say again, a reminder about fresh books to claim your 30 day free trial of fresh books, amazing cloud accounting software. Uh, visit freshbooks.com slash TPW. Be sure to enter the productive woman in there. How did you hear about us questions? So they know that I sent you and uh, give it a try. See if it works for you. And thank you so much to fresh books for supporting the productive woman and for helping me manage my paperwork. Uh, for the productive woman, the business side of it. That is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. As always, I am so grateful to you for spending this time with me. I hope you felt like it was worthwhile. I hope you found something in it that's helpful to you. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.